1: If it's social, then you really could be
0: it. You can't have what people say, it's so serious. Because you're social, you're a leader, and you're serious. Now, Carrie Kirpin.
1: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likable Media, and today if I sound enthusiastic, it's because my next guest has an enthusiasm that is totally infectious. Take a listen to Morgan Baden. She's the VP of Social Media and Internal Communications at Scholastic, where she oversees corporate social media strategy and serves as the editorial director of the award-winning On Our Mind Scholastic blog. She is fabuloso. You are going to hear some great insights from her, and you're also going to hear about her super special podcast. Take a listen. Welcome, Morgan, to
2: the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I am so excited to have you on today, and i'm I'm so intrigued uh, by where you are in your career today, and not just that, but but some of the other things you do on the side, which I can't wait to talk about. But before we get there, I want to hear how it all began for you, Morgan. Give me the story of your career and how you got to where you are today.
2: Okay, so it's an interesting story, And sometimes I feel bad relaying it because I sort of ended up where I am by accident. And I wish I had like something concrete to give to young people in college who are like <laughs> looking for a career path. But really, um basically I, I majored in English and I knew I wanted to work in writing in some capacity, but I was very flexible um in terms of where I ended up and what kind of writing I would I wanted to do. So um I ended up uh going to dinner with my cousin who was in town and she brought with her a a dear friend of hers. And her dear friend happened to be the executive vice president of human resources for Thompson Reuters, which at the time was just Reuters. And I was looking for a job. I had just graduated college. And she said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to write. And she said, I've got something for you. So she brought me in to interview for an internal communications position at Reuters. And I had no idea what internal communications was, And I'm so glad that I found out because my whole career now has been in a corporate communications department at at two different companies. So um, I started off at at Reuters, like I said, writing internet content, um, memos to staff, website content, speeches, things like that, which was really cool. I got to travel the world as part of my job, which was amazing. And, of course, you know, I was spending my days writing, which is what I really wanted to do. Um, But at the back of my head, I was always (laughs) – I was always trying to come to work at Scholastic, and it's a really funny reason why. Which is, I need to hear it immediately. <laughs> I am obsessed with the Babysitters Club, and i of they, all, my
1: soul sisters for life. Who is your favorite babysitter? I
2: have um, I have changed over the years, but I am confident enough now to say that my favorite babysitter member, Babysitters Club member, is Christy. The president and founder oh, okay. of the baby
1: Now, did you <laughs> ever have a um, sincere love of Claudia? Because for me, I feel oh, yeah. I have a lot of love for Claudia.
2: I, I mean, truly, I love each of the girls in their own ways. Right. I love Claudia, but yeah. But I think just as I've grown up, um, I really admire Christie's, well, you know, attitude and, spirit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, thing. so
1: you knew yeah. you were going to go to Scholastic. You had to go to Scholastic. Because of the Babysitter's Club.
2: Exactly. Which, it sounds so ridiculous, but it's also, it's one of the things now that that I really try and stress to people is, like, figure out what is your childhood passion, because there might be some sort of, there's something there from your childhood that you can turn into a career, is really what I believe. So anyway, so I, I ended up interviewing here at Scholastic, and um, actually for a couple of different positions, and none of them worked out. They kept bringing me back for different roles. And, um, and finally one day I just said to myself, like, okay, I'll, I'll just move on. I'm very happy at, in my current job. I'll forget about Scholastic for a while. And then out of the blue, like six months later, they called me and said, we think we found something for you. So I came over to Scholastic to be their senior writer and internal communications manager.
1: Oh, and so the job was perfect. It was a perfect it fit.
2: Was, I mean, it was a fantastic fit. It was truly
1: but perfect. I loved Morgan, it. Morgan, I have an important question. When you got... Yeah. To the interview stage at Scholastic. Okay, and obviously you had several interviews because you there were different positions at different times. Did you gush about how much you loved Scholastic and the Babysitter's Club? The, the reason I asked I that is like, you did. You had to, right? And do you recommend that Like when you're passionate about a company? See, I think that's part of the story. It's like you were passionate about the company. You were passionate about the Babysitter's Club. And you went in and you showed that. And that's what eventually got you there. Don't you think?
2: I agree. I agree 100%. And actually, the, the man who hired me, my manager at the time, said to me in confidence later that it had come down to two candidates, me and someone else, and he was really pushing for me because he knew that I was really passionate about the brand. Right. And he was like the other person was great and there were other people in the company who seemed to prefer the other candidate more, but my passion really brought me over the top, they said. So, um, That's so your I story. totally, yeah, I totally recommend that to people too. I mean, in That's an authentic lovely. way. Don't be annoying of and like course. call up something. Don't be annoying. But- But if it is authentic,
1: I mean, clearly you authentically love the Babysitter's Club. You can talk about it today. So, of course. Okay. So you came in and internal communications. Mm -hmm. And then what
2: happened? So so this was around 2008, I believe. And then, you know, social media wasn't really a thing yet for brands. Um, Scholastic started our first Twitter account, our first Facebook page, and our first official corporate blog in 2009. And I wasn't leading them. It was a coworker of mine who was leading that effort. Um, but I was supporting it with some content. I would a guest blog occasionally. And then as social media started to become more and more important and we realized, okay, we need to get our act together as a, as a company, um, I got tasked with leading the social media efforts. So it was this really sort of organic way of getting into social media. Um, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time when the company was thinking about formalizing a strategy and figuring out what our our social Mm -hmm. media map would look like. And, um, and I I partly volunteered and partly was tasked with it and it, it, it just worked out really well. (laughs) It turns out, you know, um, I really love social media personally. Anyway, like I love the tools. If I didn't work in social media, I would be on these tools anyway. So the fact that I get to do it for a brand that I love, Um, I mean, I get to talk about Harry Potter all day long and the babysitters club and the hunger games. And I get to talk to teachers and librarians and it's so exciting.
1: I really can't deal with this whole thing. So when you, (laughs) I'm too in love, I'm too obsessed, not only with your job, (laughs) but your whole story. So, okay. So when you were tasked with this, and so it was, it was some, some of it was like luck that it was the timing that this was all exploding at this time. Did you have a passion or once you got into it, did you discover you had a passion for social media? Was this something that you, you know, really, it, it struck you as something that you would love to do?
2: Yeah, I think that's right. I think, um, like I said, I, I had been, I had been a Twitter user personally for a few months before okay. I, I got tasked with this glass candles. And so I was feeling my way around there and obviously I, I was on Facebook. Um, And it just became one of those things that as soon as I started doing it more regularly for the brands, it just clicked. And it felt like, oh, this is really the culmination of my years spent in internal communications And and writing and really trying to understand um, the stories behind brands, you know, because that's what I did with internal communications. And what are the interesting stories that are happening within the company that other employees should know about? And so, in a way, I'm using a lot of the same skills, and I get to find the stories of our brand and share them with customers on social media, and also, more importantly, find the stories from our customers on social media and share them internally in order to improve our business. So it's this really great um, two-way street. And and yeah, I mean, I can't imagine doing anything else right now.
1: It's really incredible. And so when you're talking about books, okay, so you're talking about, and you have obviously a lot of a lot of these uh, publications and all these different things, all of these books underneath Classic. How yeah. much of it... Is um, something that in the success in terms of promoting a book or an initiative on social media, how much of it comes from you, and how much of it comes from an author? Like how how much of it is author based versus publisher based?
2: That's a great question, and the answer is it's totally dependent on the author slash brand. Mm. So we have some really big authors who aren't on social media. Right. So, yeah, so we handle those social media efforts. Um, Typically, it's the marketing team of each of those books. Who handles the social media efforts, and I oversee—I um, oversee content and make sure that uh, every employee who's working on social media understands the platform and the technologies, and the legal guidelines and the terms and conditions. Um, and I make sure that employees are trained on those and whatnot. And I make sure that their messages are aligned with the corporate messages, so that everything's everything's good. Um, but yeah, it really depends on the author and um, just on, on what's going on with a particular book at any particular time. So. Obviously, every time a Hunger Games movie comes out into theaters, there's a whole new push on the social media side from Scholastic for Hunger Games books. But um, but that's sort of independent from the author for that. But then we have other authors who all the time approach us and say, like, I want to do a Twitter chat or what can I do to support my social media efforts or my books and end?" we want that. We want all of that content. We do a ton of um, Snapchats with authors and Instagram videos and Twitter takeovers and Facebook takeovers. And, you know, we want that kind of stuff. A great example. And one of my favorite people on social media of all time is R.L. Stein, who is the creator of Goosebumps. Yes, of
1: course. I know. Goosebumps.
2: Yes. And he is a hoot on social media. And one of my favorite things that we do, and we've done it three or four years now in a row, is on Halloween, he takes over all of Scholastic's social media accounts that's and great. just has fun. And it is so awesome because, of course, we're getting you know, people my age who grew up with Goosebumps, but we're also getting the people who read it now. And it's just, it's so perfect. And it's perfect because he's great at it. So I just feel like that's a really great example of how, um, of how we work with an author.
1: And tell me a little bit about the blog. I know that you serve as the editorial director of On Our Minds at Scholastic. So tell me a little bit about the blog and, and how that works. Does Is a blog um, helping your social media efforts, and if so, how?
2: Yeah. So the blog is another one of my favorite stories, which is back in, <laughs> back in 2009, um, two of my coworkers said, we want to create an official Scholastic blog. We think it's time. And our boss, who's the head of the corporate communications department, said – I'm a little hesitant, so why don't you blog offline, like in a Word document, for 30 days? Pretend it's, pretend wow. it's live. Write, write what you would want to write, what you think is appropriate for a corporate blog, and then I will review it and we'll figure out if that works. And so that's what they did. They wrote a blog that was offline for a month. And um, just to, you know, to figure out what the voice would be and what kind of content and, and all of that stuff and whether they could fit it into their schedule, too. And, um, and obviously it worked and here we are, you know, seven or eight years later. So, um, the blog really is, we consider it the sort of central hub for all of mm-hmm. our social media efforts. So. Um, there's at least two posts per day. I've got a great group of about 13 bloggers from all across the company. Um, our librarian is one of the bloggers, um, a lot of people in corporate communication, some people in trade, publicity. And we also take guest blogs from other people within the company and even from external people sometimes too. So the idea really is, is that um, we want a lot of our social media copy on Twitter, on Facebook, et cetera, to drive back to the blog or to scholastic.com. So those are sort of our two main drivers there. But the blog is great because it really allows us to, um, you know, just sort of we want that to be like the place people go when they're trying to figure out the -the behind-the-scenes stories of classics. So we do, you know, we'll, we'll interview employees and put it up there. We'll do um, once a month, we do a hot jobs. So we work with HR on, you know, what are the the three coolest jobs that you're recruiting for right now and do a profile about those. And then that is my favorite part. Yeah. And then my favorite part, of course, is having authors and um, education experts come do guest blogs for us. So that's always really great.
1: That is so great. And so is the overall objective of your social media efforts to then drive traffic back to the blog, is that the primary driver or what do you use to measure the success of your social media efforts?
2: Yeah, it's, it's half and half really. We definitely want to drive back to the blog, but also sometimes we are driving directly to various places on scholastic.com. So scholastic.com has different audience segments. We've got teachers, parents, librarians, administrators, and kids. Um, Those are all, like, the big sections of Scholastic.com. So it really depends on what our message of the day is, where we're trying to drive people back. Um, We were just remarking, actually, my team earlier this week that we are – it's just a really busy week at Scholastic. We've got a lot going on. So so our Twitter calendar, for example, is so packed right now that – as we're trying to go in and schedule content, we're struggling to find areas to do it because there's so, because you have so, so much, much going to talk on. about. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's one of those really exciting things, but it's also one of our biggest challenges I would say is the fact that we have so much content at any given time, that the one thing I'm really always conscious of is to try not to overwhelm our right. followers.
1: Yeah. So, it's- um,
2: yeah, so that's something that we have to deal with.
1: I always talk about this because as when, when you think of social media as a user, right, you're there and you're looking at pictures of your friends' babies and you're looking at, you know, looking up recipes and talking about life and like when a brand really inundates in your feed, it can feel like so much. But I would imagine that. With a brand like Scholastic, it's so much of a part of a lifestyle experience that mm-hmm. it hits the right person at the right time, you're really golden. I mean, because there's so much of it that appeals and is part of, uh, you know, what they do in their everyday lives.
2: Right, and I, I really appreciate you saying that because I, I think that's true. But, you know, we also we, we take an audience-centric approach to our yes. social media accounts. So if you're on Facebook, for example, it's very possible that you follow Scholastic on Facebook, but maybe you're also a teacher, and so you follow Scholastic teachers, and maybe you have some kids, so you follow Scholastic parents, and maybe you fit in Canada, so you follow, follow Scholastic Canada, and you also love the Hunger Games, so you follow the Hunger Games, but your littlest kid loves Clifford, so on and on and on so, you know, it is very possible that we have followers who are following us in multiple places with multiple accounts. And so, you know, with Facebook's algorithm in particular, it can be tricky because I've certainly logged into Facebook and seen, you know, six different articles in a row from yes. Huffington Post, for example. Yes. So yes. Um, so we're just always trying to think about that and, and to make sure that we're hitting the right people with the right messages, you know, Absolutely. in a way that doesn't doesn't drown them.
1: Absolutely. And Morgan, you know, I am not the only podcaster on this podcast right now. This is big (laughs) news. You, in fact, are the co-host of Writing in Real Life. So tell me a little bit about this.
2: Yeah. So my husband is an author. Um, He is he writes children's books, mostly young adults. And, uh, he's also, um, he's also a stay at home dad. So we have a a toddler and right after we had the baby, he, I think he was sort of looking for a new creative outlet. And he said, Hey, you know, we talk all the time about obviously writing because I write and he writes and we talk about parenting and we talk about publishing and we talk about marriage with each other. So what if we turned this into a, a podcast? And I was like, that sounds cool. Like, if you want to handle it, go for it. So um, every Saturday night, unless we have plans, in which case we do it Sunday night, uh, we sit down for an hour and brainstorm and then record our podcast. And he time. handles all of the editing, and, and then I handle all of the promotions. So um, so it's really fun. And every now and then we have a guest, too, uh, you know, another author or someone will stop by for, for the podcast episode. But it's really neat. And, you know, it satisfies his love of technology um, our joint love of talking about writing. And it's just a really neat way, like to connect with my husband on a regular basis. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I totally get it. I think that is incredible. I hope everyone takes a listen to that right now and goes over to writing in real life because it's pretty incredible that you guys do that together. So I was going to ask you, it's funny. So I was going to ask you about social media. and, like, when you get home, do you shut it off? But clearly, <laughs> you get home and you're just getting started in a way. Uh, tell me a little bit about your favorite networks and what you use most when you are just you, Morgan, the person, not you, yeah. and the VP.
2: So I am currently obsessed with Snapchat. It took me a long time to get on the Snapchat band, bandwagon, but right now, I like can't get enough of it. It is the stickiest platform I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, to the point that, like, I'm going around to people at work and saying, "I need more friends on Snapchat, so uh, please huh? go join Snapchat so I can yep. see your stuff." So, um, but but the truth is, I do. You know, I, I come home from work and, like I said, I have a toddler. So for about two hours there, I'm not. I'm totally checked out of social media when I come home from work because you know I've got to feed her and bathe her and put her to bed. Um, so it's really cool in a way because that it, like. Having a toddler forces me to be checked out for two hours a day. Absolutely, uh, and then of course I go back on at night, which is you know I, I sometimes I try not to sometimes, but uh, but yeah. So Snapchat, um, I still love Instagram, but truth be told, I still uh, Twitter is my favorite of all time. It's just my, it's always been my favorite social media platform. Um, I, I have best friends who i've met on social media so uh which sounds funny to say but uh you know i really i really appreciate the camaraderie and the community that i find on social
1: i have to say that twitter for all of its you know
2: changes
1: and challenges and all of these things i i think you do have um the most ability to form in-depth relationships with people that you don't know via twitter i mean if you think they form these relationships it's unbelievable
2: hmm And you know, Facebook is really personal for me. Right. Um. But but Twitter is much more public, and I want to connect with everyone I can connect with there.
1: I agree. So I guess that leads me right into where people should connect with you, Morgan, if they want to find you and connect.
2: Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Morgan Baden. I'm on Instagram at Morgan Baden. I'm on Snapchat at Morgan Bad. M O R G A B A D.
1: Snapchat friends. Wait, tell me right now. I'm going to do it right now. What is it? Okay. It's Morgan? Morgan Bad
2: m-o-r-g-a-b-a-d
1: i'm putting you right now that's it you have Excellent. one new you have one new friend immediately you just made my day Carrie. yes i'm gonna vomit rainbows right at you we are <laughs> in. that's it that is it and where where's the best place i know scholastic has a ton of handles where's the best place for uh people to follow scholastic where would you like them to go
2: I would recommend the the main Scholastic handles on every platform, so at Scholastic on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Scholastic, at Scholastic Inc. on Instagram, and at Scholastic Inc. on Snapchat. Um, But if you are interested in a deeper dive and in finding all of our other brand pages, um, such as Clifford or Goosebumps, uh, you can go to Scholastic.com slash social media, and you'll find a list of all of our accounts there separated by platform.
1: Wonderful. Morgan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You are a fabulous social lady.
0: Thank you. You've been listening to All The Social Ladies with Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kirpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.